Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors took down the Washington Wizards by a score of 137 to 115. And, um, yeah, look, listen, the Wizards don't, the Wizards don't even respect themselves. <laughs> I feel like they don't play any defense. It's like aggressively, they're like aggressively allergic to playing defense. Um, it's honestly like the Wizards avoid contact more than me at a grocery store at this point during COVID. Like they're just, nobody's coming to help. No one's really trying to rotate. Nobody's really trying to box out. I mean, I saw a play today where DeAndre Bembry got in for a putback, a tip-in putback. Literally, he was maybe the only player in the paint after the shot missed. You know, um, and of course, this is not news. Everyone, if you're, if you watched the, uh, you know, if you watched the Wizards last season or if you watched them this season, you would know that they are just comically bad on defense. It feels like a lot of teams in the NBA at the moment aren't playing great defensively. You can even argue the Raptors aren't playing that great defensively. Um, but the Wizards, I mean, they're special. They're really special. I mean, the Sacramento Kings are turning around, but they're they're technically 30th at 116.6 defensive rating. The Wizards at 116. The Wizards give up, they, they average giving up over 120 points per game. So they play bad defense. They play quickly as well. So they inflate the amount of possessions. And yeah, it's... um. It was an easy win for the Raptors. And, of course, that's not to put down anything that the Raptors did tonight. Absolutely not. Um, I think, obviously, the Raptors still had to execute in this game. There were some times where the Wizards were able to come close, you know, come within five points, and the Raptors make a run. And it does take some level of um, execution and professionalism and, and um, you know, ability to, to, to do that to the Wizards. But, I mean, realistically, this is, like, the most easiest win the Raptors have had all season and you know there have been other blowouts like when they beat Sacramento on the road you know uh the Raptors were lights out from that one but they did have to really really scrap after uh falling into a deficit early on against the Mavericks that was another blowout but the Raptors had to play really good defensively um against Doncic and I felt like the Raptors had to work so hard for this one I I mean, I'm sure, honestly, that the Raptors have had more spirited, um, uh, just like scrimmages in practice than this game against the Wizards. And the Raptors scored 137 points doing it. Of course, it helps tremendously when the Raptors shoot 19 of 32 from three. um, But, you know, it also helps when the Wizards send the Raptors to the free throw line 23 times. But again, there there was just so, um, it, it was a flagrant disregard of defense. Uh, you know, on the part of the Washington Wizards. But, you know, on the Raptors' part, also really good offensive execution. I mean, they came out really strong, scoring 40 points in the first quarter. Um, and, you know, they were led by Norman Powell, who, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> he was close to 20 points by halftime. So was Pascal. He was close to 20 by half. I mean, these guys, they're in tremendous rhythm. Norm continues to just score in transition. 
taking it to the paint. Um, no fear whatsoever of Alex Len, who, honestly, he was the only Wizards player who was positive tonight in terms of plus-minus. It's actually funny if you look at the Wizards' uh, plus-minus. You know, you have minus 11 for Rui Hachimura, minus 21 for Davis Bertans, who seems to have really fallen off a cliff. He's... Yeah, I don't even want to compare to Matt Thomas. That's an insult to Matt Thomas at this point. Um, Russell Westbrook, minus 22. Bradley Beal, minus 20. The whole bench was minus. Alex Len, the only guy, plus two. And, you know, like, he actually played some defense. Of course, this was one person playing defense is not going to carry the rest of the team. But Norm just driving to the paint early on, really decisive. His footwork has been really strong. He's just, you know, he's just finding a way to... Um, a, absorb the contact by beating his man to the spot, freezing the defender, going up for the layup, or just stretching around the defense, playing so fast. Uh, Norm is thriving in that front, hitting his corner threes. Pascal was hitting his jumpers again, also getting into the paint. I mean, like, they were guarding him with a rookie, like Denny Ajvia, and I, I, mean, I must have screwed that up. You know, um, so I apologize, or like Davis Bertans, but like Pascal was just getting by these guys. Occasionally, Alex would be there to like, you know, help and you know, be a seven footer at the basket. So sometimes Pascal had to pass out, but for the most part, I mean, it was just a very, very easy performance offensively. And, you know, the rest of the guys just kind of followed suit. I mean, the Raptors had seven players scoring double digits. I mean, Aaron Baines had eight points. Like, you know, that alone, like, I mean, Aaron Baines almost had double digits. The Raptors would have had eight players in double digits tonight. Um, which is kind of unbelievable. Pretty much every single player who played was able to score. And and Baines missed a couple of opportunities, as he usually does. You know, he badly, he had a Paul George-level miss from the corner in, in, in an open corner three. Don't think he's knocked out a corner three this season, or maybe just one or two. But even Baines was producing offensively, like with his screening, had some nice passes. Well, not even nice passes, but just like ran two-man game well with... Um, Whichever one of the guards was coming up because, you know, the Wizards were obviously not not defending Baines. Um, they sagged, you know, whoever was guarding Baines, usually Len. They, they sagged him back deep into the paint. But, of course, that's a problem because the Wizards' perimeter players don't really want to play defense. You know, Westbrook and Beal are... Beal, I know he can play defense, but he doesn't care about playing defense this season and hasn't probably last season as well. And Russell Westbrook is just... I don't know, man. I, I, we need a special conversation with Russell Westbrook at this point. Uh, but he was definitely not playing defense. So, you know, when Baines would screen for a guy like Powell or a guy like Kyle Lowry or Fred coming off a handoff, even with Pascal, it was a two-on-one. And Pascal was able to get, you know, those guys were able to just all get easy opportunities, whether that was a mid-range pull-up, you know, floaters, drive all the way to the basket before the help comes. Just a myriad of problems defensively for the Wizards. Um, and the Raptors just kind of... After taking that 12-point lead after the first quarter, they just kind of cruised the rest of the way. Like, the Wizards occasionally would make a little comeback. You know, I thought, you know, Robin Lopez had a nice stretch. And again, <laughs> as I as I watch every game now in the NBA, I, I, I see productive centers. And I'm just like, huh, you know, you know, maybe. And I'm looking at Robin Lopez's salary. And I'm like, oh, wow, he only makes $7 million this year. It's expiring. Um, you know, is a solid big, like, would he be an upgrade on Baines? Maybe, honestly, probably. Um, but you know, Robin Lopez had a nice stretch there. It seemed at first, it's like, okay, maybe Rolo will do some stuff in the post against Boucher. Cause you know, Lopez is extremely strong and he does have decent touch. Um, and you know, the Raptors end up having to double him to end up bringing Baines back in just to match with some of his minutes, uh, at least in the first half. 
you know, the, the Wizards have Ish Smith, and I'm always terrified of him. For some reason, he only played four minutes. Like, I don't understand. Did he get hurt or something? I, I don't get it. Ish Smith has a very long track record of killing the Raptors. He had two assists in those four minutes. Uh, but I don't know, man. I mean, it's just like, look at the guys that the Wizards were bringing off the bench. Like, there's just, just wasn't that much there. And again, collectively, they just didn't play defense. And for the Raptors, you know, the Raptors had some sloppy moments, um, as well. You know, I thought they had some pointless turnovers, like at the end of the third quarter there, uh, Fred Van Vliet is getting pressed really hard by Raul Neto and, and Fred puts his shoulder into Neto and Neto falls over. And it's called a turnover, even though the the shot clock was turned off and the Raptors should have just had the last shot. On the other end, Russell Westbrook, pump fakes. Pascal jumps on the pump fake, bites on the pump fake, and Westbrook goes to the line for two free throws. I mean, under no circumstances should you even jump on a Russell Westbrook jumper. Um, But especially on a pump fake, I mean, that's that's terrible. If if Westbrook wants to pump fake, if he wants to shoot, let him do it. you know, and there were some sloppy mistakes that kind of littered the game throughout. You know, some uh, selfish possessions I thought early in the game were by the Raptors bench who came in and everyone just everyone who came in took a shot, and I was just like, guys, like I, I know this is a night where everyone can just get their points, but like, can we please like just just execute a little bit? You know, um, but yeah, I mean, again, anytime the Wizards even came close to you know maybe challenging the game, maybe tying the game, maybe doing something. The Raptors just put together like a six nothing run, eight nothing run, ten nothing run, and yeah, by the end the Raptors, you know, it got to a point where the starters did have to play some of the fourth quarter, which you know, of course, you would have liked to avoid considering the fact that the Raptors play a back to back tomorrow night against Boston. Um, but the starters didn't have to play very long. The guy who played the most minutes was you know Fred or Pascal. They both played thirty four minutes. I mean, those guys are fine to do that, and it wasn't a very difficult game, especially when the starters came back in, pushed the lead to close to 20 points, and yeah, at that point, you can empty the bench um, and, and get yourself some daily doses of Paul Watson and Matt Thomas, but um, yeah, it was an easy win. What can I say? I mean, the Wizards are just comical. I think one thing the Raptors did well defensively tonight was against Bradley Beal. Um, you know, he is the league's leading scorer. Um, how much value is he brings to the scoring, considering the fact that no one plays defense is questionable, especially with the, the pace the Wizards play at. And, of course, if you don't play defense and you lose every game, well, um, your your main player might, uh, might get some easier opportunities. Maybe you guys aren't playing all out defensively. But I thought the Raptors did a really good job guarding Beal. Obviously, the Raptors have played Beal a million times. Um, you know, we don't, we don't talk about 2015. We just don't talk about 2015. But... You know, I think Kyle has really learned how to play Bradley Beal. I think Fred has really learned how to play Bradley Beal. Again, these guys played a playoff series against these guys. So, uh, and, and in 2018, in 2015 as well, but especially in 2018, you know, and as good as Bradley Beal is, and he has great ability, and he missed a couple of shots tonight, um, the Raptors just mostly kept them under wraps. Like, the fact that he only had 24 points and 8 of 20 shooting with only one made three is phenomenal, right? And, and we've seen Bradley Beal tear up the Raptors. I mean, even last year, Bradley Beal would terrorize the Raptors. He's a phenomenal player. And I don't think Beal was, like, full-out super motivated tonight. I, mean, I don't think he's been that way for at least a year and a half. But um, I think the Raptors played him well. I think Kyle Lowry, um, in the primary assignment against Beal, is really good, denying him off screens, uh, forcing him towards a crowd, getting um, multiple defenders in on the act, guys helping well. Um, you know, the centers did a good job of showing, you know, whether it's Baines or or Boucher off the bench, Pascal helping, um, and they just kind of kept a 
just a reasonable handle on Beal. Beal scored some in between kind of stuff like runners, floaters, got the mid range, going baseline. Like he's obviously he's got everything in his skill set to score. Uh, but the Raptors did a really good job, and of course, it's it's easy, right? When, when you can kind of key in on the rest of the, when you can kind of key in on one guy as well. I do feel for Beal in that sense, and that that's where it is impressive to me that he's scoring like thirty three a game, um, in, in spite of the fact that I don't know if anyone plays the Wizards that seriously. But um, yeah, I don't know. The Raptors just did a good job defensively against Beal. You know, some other guys. You know, you, you know. Um, like Hachimura got in for a few layups, you know, Bertans was open a few times. I think the Raptors will mostly live with Bertans. He's not even shooting the ball that well. I think after he got what, $80 million. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Did you, did you need to give Davis Bertans $80 million? I I just don't know about that one. I mean, I, I guess people have, you know, front office jobs where they make millions of dollars to make multi-million dollar decisions on contracts. I just feel like if someone says, hey, man, I really want to sign Davis Bertans for 80 plus million, someone should just step in and be like, are you sure? Like, really? Is that what we're doing? And yeah, he's not had that great of a year. And yeah, I don't know, man. He was inconsequential to this game. Um, you know, Ale- I mean, honestly, Alex was like arguably their best player tonight. It was really sad. I mean, of course he's not, but. Um, he at least did his job, you know, got inside, you know, him and Baines kind of played themselves to an even, a standstill, which, um, it was actually fun. At one point, Baines dunked on Len, and Len came back and dunked, and it, it was, you know, that's probably what Raptors practice looked like in, um, training camp, uh, before Len was cut, but yeah, I'm actually happy for Len that he, he landed on his feet. Um, I mean, the fact that he's even in a starting position, uh, with Washington while, uh, Thomas Bryan is out. Is uh is pretty good for for Alex. I mean, he's still fairly young, but yeah, I mean, you know. And then of course there is a game plan against Westbrook, but you know it was mostly just don't overreact to anything. And aside from Pascal jumping on the pump fake, there was very few breakdowns against Westbrook. You know they kept him out of transition for the most part. He had a he had a transition layup that he scored around Bembry, um, and then Westbrook got attacked, so he already gave one of those points back. And you know honestly, the first half with Westbrook. It was just sad watching him. Like, it really is sad. Like, you know, I, I don't think Westbrook has, uh, you know, I don't personally really like players of that style, but it was undeniably like a force of nature for for like a decade. And to see him now, like the two saddest players to me to watch in the NBA are Russell Westbrook and Blake Griffin. Like, those two guys um, relied so heavily on athleticism were like, you know, elite of elite level of athlete, athletes and um, to see them now struggle, I mean, Blake is completely groundbound in Detroit, and and Russell, I mean, even though he seems to be coming around a little bit, you know, he had some things to deal with in terms of he was out of the lineup, and today, you know, he he, he was better in the second half, he made some jumpers and stuff like that, but it's just, when you watch him play, you're just like, this is such clearly a losing style of play, like, he was a huge reason why the Wizards lost, because he just makes these ridiculous decisions, like, he's... He's forcing so many shots, which he's always done. You got to be aggressive, but like, it's just forcing bad opportunities, dribbling into traffic, getting stripped, um, you know, like kind of playing out of control, taking jumpers that are like, okay, the defense is there, I'm going to shoot. Bet, I'm going to beat your defense by shooting. It's like, no, you're playing into the defense by shooting, and it's always been that way. And he, again, he made some threes in the second half, which is great, but uh, he was just, just, just very little effort. And like, it's it's also defense. Like Russ, Westbrook has never necessarily been like a phenomenal defender, 
um, you know, he's athletic, and so, you know, you might say, okay, you know, he is a guy who can defend, at least if you just look at his build. And, and sometimes he is, you know, disruptive in terms of getting in the passing lanes, obviously, you know, being that quick twitch, and again, being a next-level athlete, he can create deflections and things like that. And he was part of some pretty good defensive teams in OKC. Um, but yeah, he just didn't care about defense tonight. I mean, there's just this classic, just like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a take a bad shot. I'm gonna argue about a foul call that wasn't really there. Not play defense to go the other way. Norm hits a three. That's my assignment. Like, what kind of stuff is that, man? So it, it's just disappointing to watch him, honestly. And again, he's shooting like a career low from the field. Um, he's averaging like five turnovers a game. Meanwhile, John Wall actually looks good, like at least half the time for for. For Houston, and obviously uh, for Wizards fans, John Wall is much more of a fan favorite than than whatever Westbrook's doing. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a mess, man. The Wizards are an absolute mess. So the Raptors got, you know, they got their points. They got their scoring. You know, they got, you know, um, contributions up and down the roster. Uh, I thought Pascal, in terms of the flow of his game, today was like a really good example of a balanced Pascal effort. Like, if you think about Pascal's, like, offense, like, food groups, right, you need, like, your, you need your, your fundamentals, which are, like, your grains and your vegetables. And for Pascal, the grains are scoring the paint, and vegetables are getting it out in transition. I mean, usually they're kind of linked one hand in hand, but, you know, just go with me on an analogy, right? Um, you need those things. Like, if you just ate grains and vegetables, you will survive, and you'll probably be a very healthy person. Um, and, and for Pascal, you know, he was he got to the paint. You know, again, when, when guys were guarding him with, like, Bertans or, 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 or Denny, like, he would just go and slash and, and score and, or get out in transition and score, and those were great. Um, and then for Pascal, I think that the playmaking would be more like the meat. Like, it, I think it really helps the offense if he can be a playmaker. And I think usually, you know, he's going to draw two defenders to him. The Wizards tonight obviously didn't guard Baines. Um, you know, Len was usually helping over in the paint when he drove, you know, guys would rotate and Pascal was doing a good job of finding passes. I know he only has two assists tonight, but he's averaging a career high in assists on the season. And there were a lot of passes that Pascal made that triggered swing sequences to find the open shooter, or he would run in the fast break and find the open guy. I think Norm got fouled for three at one point. So that should really be another assist for Pascal. So he's doing that as well. He's got the meat. And then I think on top of it is really just a dairy. Like you don't really need dairy and, you know, and this is coming, maybe I'm biased because I'm lactose intolerant, but you don't really need dairy like that. Um, and, and, you know, but it, it's nice to have occasionally. It's like a treat, like a like an ice cream or like a cake or something. And, and you know, for that, it's the, the, the three-point shooting and, and everything like that. I think, you know, of course, if you were going to choose to pick food groups, if you were like stranded on a, you know, on a, on a deserted island and um, <laughs> you need to sustain yourself. This is a stupid analogy, but whatever. This game was stupid on itself. Um you know, you would probably pick grains and for and, and, and vegetables and, and for Pascal, like that's, you know, I think he's prioritizing his offense now, right? Of course, the last few games, he had really, really focused on getting the, the, the paint scoring down. He's getting to the free throw line again. Uh, but now he's starting to also add in the perimeter game. Like he hit three or four from three tonight. He hit five threes against the, the Grizzlies. Um, and on top of that, he even took like at least one or two mid-range jumpers that were within the flow of the offense, good ball movements to find Pascal, and he just took those. And so, I mean, again, this is the Wizards, whatever, it's, you know, it's fine. I mean, like, (laughs) you know, there should be like some sort of like, uh, you know, how baseball has like park effects for like, um, if you, if you play at Yankee Stadium and there's like the short porch or, uh, if you play at Fenway, there's like the weird configurations and, you know, people's stats get 
distorted because of that. Like, you should have, like, some sort of qualifying stat for Wizards stats because, honestly, like, everything gets kind of thrown out of whack because of how little defense they play and how quickly they play. But um, Pascal was, yeah, it was really balanced is what I'm trying to say. He, he did a little bit of everything in terms of his offense. And this game reminds me of so many of the games that Pascal played to start last season when he was voted to, as a starter, and rightfully so, to the All-Star game when he ultimately made All-NBAs, just like, you know, Pascal is, he's capable of doing everything, <laughs> you know, and, and he did everything tonight. So I thought, I, I loved his game. Norm was very, very good, very steady, he even made some really nice passes. I think one to Boucher, one to Baines in the pick and roll, uh, playing in the two-man game with those guys when, when defense is kind of keyed in more on Norm. Uh, he's scoring again, like it's super efficient. Twenty-eight points for Norm tonight. He's had seventeen points or more in like eleven of the last twelve games. He's just yeah. I mean, he's been phenomenal. And I, I you know, I think there is a conversation to be had about what the Raptors should do with the starting five because I think the original starting five, which is Pascal, Baines, OG. Uh, Fred and Kyle has been a negative on the season. I mean, at some points it was really negative. It bounced back to like a minus eight for the the whole season, but um, that's not necessarily that great. And so what I'm trying to say is that like, if the starting lineup is not that great, tinker around with it and see different combinations. Norm is playing so well right now that he should probably continue this. He should continue to start. Um, and I don't think you're going to bring OG off the bench. You're not going to bring Kyle or Fred off the bench. I know people always talk about, maybe we bring Fred off the bench. Fred has been like the best Raptor this season. Okay. You're not bringing him off the bench. Kyle, you're not bringing him off the bench. Pascal, you're not bringing him off the bench. I would like to see the, st- the small ball group. I really would. Um, you know, it just wouldn't sit right with me if OG comes back, he comes back in the starting lineup, and Norm, who's giving you like 20 points per game on like 60% true shooting or better every single night, and he goes to the bench, and his role is disrupted because the Raptors need to keep Aaron Baines in the starting five. That just wouldn't sit right with me, right? Like, how would you feel if you were Norm? I'm not even trying to advocate for Norm or trying to start anything. I just mean, like, it would feel weird for you at work if you were, like, doing all this, and you were stepping up, and then they're just like, yeah, you know, for balance sakes, we're going to promote this guy, and it's just like, no, that's, that's this shouldn't be what it is. So I think the Raptors should kind of look at it. Of course, I think Boucher has a as a has a case to start as well. Although I think he's also super super steady in his role. So I don't know if there's a super big need for him to start. But Norm has been a sensation, a- absolutely sensation. And the Raptors are up to seventh in offense um, as a group, which is pretty wild considering how bad the Raptors' offense has looked throughout courses of the season. They're one of the top three point shooting teams in the league. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, just to put this in perspective, man, the Raptors have a better offensive rating than the Lakers this year, which is it's just unbelievable. Um, and, yeah, I think Norm is a big part of that. Pascal finding his rhythm is a big part of that. Fred has been really good. I think the Wizards kind of, um, I don't know if they took a lot from Fred, but they definitely kept Alex Len always at the basket, so there was less chances for Fred to get to the basket. Fred would take the mid-range pull-ups. He, you know, he did that in the first quarter, drove and kicked. But honestly, with everyone else scoring, there was no real need for Fred to force his offense, and he didn't do that. And he was very steady in his role, played good defense on both Westbrook and Beal. Kyle was very, very, very good. Coming back off the back, spasms, you know, um, didn't see any of that tonight. Um, I would say maybe he played not as recklessly because, A, there was no need to, and B, because that's the smart thing to do if you had a bad back. But, um, yeah, I mean, he picked the spots super well. Again, the Wizards' perimeter defense is just so poor. If you set one screen, the guy's open, and Kyle is consistently getting open, coming to his left, 
I mean, when he's getting guarded by Westbrook, like, you know, is Westbrook going to go around an Aaron Bain screen? No, he's not. He's just going to, you know, go under and sulk. And Kyle Lowry is, um, yeah, getting wide open looks from three. I mean, he did pull up on, like, you know, a couple times late in the game that was, you know, more kind of like uh, the highlight kind of plays. But just Kyle was getting open looks, you know, driving to the basket. Again, easy kind of bully ball drives on guys, not necessarily taking too much contact, not looking for the foul, just easy opportunity scoring. And then defensively, you know, like guys tried him, I guess. You know, I thought he did a really good job on Beal, first off, played the coverage really well. Um, of course, the team defense was needed to stop Beal. But uh, Kyle, I think, at the, at, on the ball was very good, very diligent. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, you know, there were times where, like, Rui Hachimura would try to, like, score on Kyle in the post. And, like, I think he tried it twice, and both times Kyle stripped him. Like, I don't know, man. Rui's young, so he doesn't know. But maybe he can ask Utah about about uh, about what Kyle Lowry is capable of defensively, especially against big men because, you know, it's – it's uh, it's really that meme where he's where where um, it, it's really the uh, I don't think you got the facilities for that big man meme. So, yeah, Kyle was Kyle was Kyle and uh, played really well in his role. Boucher super super active. What I don't understand about the Wizards is so Robin Lopez has a really productive first half. He's scoring, he's getting offensive rebounds. He's causing legitimate problems. There's one time where the Raptors sent three guys at Robin Lopez in the post, and Robin Lopez just found the cutter wide open for a layup. Um, Boucher was struggling with that, and to the point where Baines had to come in. And listen, if you if you're doing something that forces the Raptors to play Baines, you're probably going to win, or at least you're on the right track towards winning. So I don't know why Robin Lopez barely played in the second half, didn't get any touches. And I'm not saying you got to feature Robin Lopez. No, I'm not saying that. But like, I'm just you know there was clearly an advantage there. Why would you not try to go back to that? But instead, the Wizards went to a small ball lineup with like Hachimori at center, and they had you know Westbrook out there with some guards. And none of that worked. <laughs> like, it was not good. So, um, yeah, when when the Wizards downsized, Boucher was really able to capitalize. Boucher had another poster dunk uh, and just was super productive all around. Hit the hit, hit a three, got to the free throw line seven times, 15 rebounds. You know, just, uh, just a tremendous performance. I thought Bembry was also really good, chipped in and filled in wherever. The fact that he had two threes is really promising. Um, he's up to... 7 of 12 shooting from deep for the season for Bembry, which you might say, okay, look, 12. I mean, well, come on. We're talking about seven threes. We're really going to talk about seven threes. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not saying he's a he's he's a great shooter by any means. But for the fact that he is a career 27.7% shooter, it is very nice that he's suddenly hitting threes. It's kind of like the same thing with Stanley. like, And, and maybe even with Utah, although Utah, I think, is a nice shooter. Um you know, it's just it's just nice to get that contribution because I think similar to Stanley and Utah, like Bembry just gives you such solid defense. Bembry is so much better, like so good on the ball, very stable. And the Raptors have used him on Morant the other night. He was very very good in that in those minutes, uh, especially when you watch back on film. He was playing the, the scheme perfectly. Um, tonight he had to take shifts on Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Did a really good job there too. And he just makes plays and fills in. Like, as a secondary playmaker, when um, Kyle or, or, or Fred sits, when they stagger the minutes, I mean, you need another guard out there. I don't think you could really trust Terrence to do anything other than shoot the basketball. Um, you need another guy. And, and with Flynn in the 905, when they played tonight, um, you know, you kind of need Bembry to step up. And Bembry has done a really good job. And he's probably one of the big reasons why Flynn has afforded this chance to go to the 905. 
um, because you know the, the you know the Raptors have a really steady um, secondary ball handler in Bembry who does a little bit of everything, and uh, he's been really impressive. Davis made some made, made a shots, you know, um, a, a couple mistakes there too, but uh, a better effort for sure. And um, yeah, and Stanley played. Uh, to be honest, I barely, didn't really notice Stanley that much. I think he's maybe. Um, dipped in prominence after uh, you know some really nice moments but i still believe in him millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me get your personalized plan today at noom.com Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And I just think overall, like, the Raptors have a, a team now that has, you know, some semblance of uh, of a of a you know steady rotation um, in terms of just like you know which guys do you trust and I and I trust for the Raptors starters I, Pascal is really turning around I trust him offensively defensively I trust Kyle and Fred with my life and I trust you know OJ Anobi as well who was you know again he's missed the last eight games but he's he he was having a really nice year and I you know believe he's going to continue to do so then. I trust Norm now. Okay, I know Norm had a really terrible start, but I trust Norm. I trust Boucher. Like he's like zero point seven five. Like I, I tr- there are some times where he has bad matchups, and sometimes he'll kind of disappear or get into foul trouble. But for the most part, he's he's done really well. I mean, zero point seven five. Um, I'm like halfway towards trusting Bembry, so he's like a zero point five. You know, and then there's the Utah and, and Stanley. Who it's not like I don't trust them. I just know that they can only do so much. Uh, but I do trust them to do at least a bit of a job defensively so those guys are there too you know you're you're, that's something right and really the only weakness is that center which you know um you would want more than what Baines is giving you um it's enough for now the Raptors are winning but you know you know if the Raptors can do something there I mean like this team is you know I think the front office really needs to ask themselves like what is this team are they the team that started two and eight to start the season with some horrendous losses Cold stretches, giving up really, really um, you know, secure leads and uh, you know, finding ways to lose. Or are they the team that has responded since? And the Raptors are 10-5 and five since. They have a chance to get up to 500 um, if they beat the uh, Boston Celtics tomorrow night. And, you know, if you look at the standings, like, you know, of course it's too early to look at the standings. But the Raptors are just right in the mix with, like, everyone else. Um, the whole East is kind of really jumbled. Right, the Raptors are now tied with the Pacers in terms of record. The, record, the Pacers are under five hundred. You know they've beaten teams like Charlotte, who are below them. They've beaten the Knicks, Miami. You know, and um, yeah, I mean like they're, they're, they're they beat Milwaukee. They, they beat Brooklyn. They competed against Milwaukee. 
Um, you know, like the Raptors are kind of like they're literally the, they're tied for the fifth seed at the moment. It's it's super weird. You wouldn't have ever thought about it. And honestly, in terms of point differential for the conference, the Raptors are the fourth best team at the moment at plus two point seven. So um, they got to make a decision. And if they want to compete, you know, go trade for an upgraded center. Honestly, like I honestly wouldn't even mind if you took Baines in a second round pick that's like protected and you swapped it for Robin Lopez. I'm sure the Wizards probably can't get that much more than that. Both those guys have the same salary. Done. Like even that I'd be fine with. But um yeah, you know. They could do that or they could choose to uh move Kyle Lowry and there's, you know, plenty of chatter about that. I mean, um his house is apparently on the market, so that's sparking some speculation. Also, there was a big report from Bleacher Report um, you know, we'll see what happens there. I mean, of course, you know, Kyle's name does come up once or twice a, a year, it feels like nowadays. But, um, you know, of course, you could think about the case that would lead them to, to make that kind of decision. But honestly, after a win, like, I don't really want to think about that stuff. So, in terms of your three stars from this game, the first star I'm giving that to Norman Powell, 28 points, six rebounds, four assists, a steal, 10 of 18 from the field, three of four from three, five of five from the free throw line, 32 minutes, super efficient for Norman Powell. Great game. Second star giving that to Pascal, 26 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, a block, 9 of 18, 3 of 4 from 3, 5 of 7 from, th- uh, from the free throw line, 34 minutes, 27, uh, plus 27 in, on the night. Also a very, very good game from Pascal, very easy performance, very, very well-rounded. And then third star with to Kyle, 21 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, a block, 8 of 14 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, 33 minutes, no hint of a back issue. Hopefully that remains that way because honestly, back spasms sound miserable. Um, and hopefully Kyle can, uh, you know, stay good because, you know, this is what happens when, when Kyle Irish stays good. In terms of Gerald Henderson award winner, that's got to go to Robin Lopez. 13 points, 5 rebounds, an assist, uh, 19 minutes off the bench, 5 of 7 from the field. I, I consider giving this Alex Len, but honestly, Lopez was quietly dominating the second quarter, which was kind of hilarious. The only other time I've seen Robin Lopez dominate was when he was a member of the Bulls, and it was against the uh, the Celtics, and I believe the one versus eight matchup that year, but yeah, Rolo had some real, uh, real moments in I think was that the 2017 playoffs? Jeez, so yeah, um, yeah, so easy win for the Raptors. The Raptors play again tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be taking Twitter questions with uh, call in host um, Josh Hart on Friday, so I'll be putting out a call for questions after Thursday. But look, man, the Raptors are trending upwards, they're playing well. They're 4-1 and one on their road trip so far. The one loss being against Atlanta, which was a bit of a scheduled loss considering the circumstances. Uh, things are good. Things are good. You know, be, it's, it's a little lighter. We'll see what happens against the Celtics tomorrow. But listen, man, it's not like the Celtics are playing that much better, you know? Like, I've seen people try to trade Kemba Walker for, like, you know, a, a Big Mac. and Not even a Big Mac, actually. Like a, like a junior chicken and a, and a medium Coke. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they're they're definitely uh, not thrilled with uh, with Kemba's performance. I mean, you know, he, he was like like two of thirteen or something. So, um, yeah, honestly, you know, the Raptors have had a really really hard time playing against the uh, the, the Wizards. Or sorry, the, the um, not the Wizards, the the uh, Celtics of late. But you know, the Raptors can kind of put together a balanced effort like they are right now. If the Celtics are, I mean, they're still banged up. They don't have Marcus Smart. Um, you know, honestly, I wouldn't rule it out. So, thanks everyone for listening. I'll be back tomorrow to recap. And, um, yeah, things are trending upwards. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.